Welcome to the Hump Podcast. This is Christian Naylor joined alongside the famous or maybe the infamous. Which one? I don't know. Either one. Infamous. Famous or infamous. Maybe it's both. Micah Hescock and Garrett Crawford. And here on the Hump Podcast, we have been talking about different things. Actually, we just started last, we missed last week, yeah. the week before. Uh, we're just talking about things in theology and things that, you know, in particular, we don't really dig deep enough in uh, or we might not dig really deep into and last week we talked about the trinity we talked about you know god is is three persons in one he's not three different gods but he is one god and this week uh we have a treat this is actually guys this is a word that i didn't even know this was a word until this year and yeah. I, i'm talking as this year like two months ago I, don't, yeah. I didn't even know this was a word uh, but the word we're talking about you're gonna enjoy it and i think you're gonna learn a lot in today's podcast. Yeah. So, Micah Garrett, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, when I, Like you said, I, I learned this a little while ago, and it was just by, by chance that I was awake in class my freshman year, um, <laughs> and I heard, oh, uh, Dr. Jody Owens um, in, our, in our OT, uh, Pentate- it was Pentateuch class, which is the first five books of the Bible, and we talked about, um, which one of the theophanies we'll get to today, we talked, well, actually, I guess two of them, um, we talked about um, and that was where I was first introduced to Theophanies, and I thought that was super cool that there was a name for for those things, uh, um, and we'll, obviously we'll get to that in a little bit and define what that is, but uh, but yeah, Christian, I would never have known it had I not been you know, awake just that one day where we talked about Theophanies. God awoken you that Yeah, day. hey, true, true. <laughs> Micah, he, he awake said, from your sleep. He said, fast forward, let's we'll see, awake. It was 2013. <laughs> let's see, fast forward seven years, Micah, you're going to be on a podcast talking about these. So you need to hear this now. <laughs> yeah, so, theophanies. Yeah. The theophany. A theophany. What is a theophany? Uh, a theophany is, well, the word is comes from... Is that an from, instrument? I play the mayonnaise an instrument? The <laughs> is I, ever, no, Gary, I don't know where you're going with this, but no, I don't... <laughs> I think it's Spongebob. Quote. Spongebob, yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big Spongebob guy. So. That's man, Patrick. I man, love Patrick. Man, Patrick man, I love that. Instruments. You know, this is really going off of Theophany, but is, my yeah. favorite part of Spongebob with Patrick was that he could turn his house of a rock into anything Oh, that was, yeah. oh, that was cool. Be. Before <laughs> Garrett tries to avoid this, oh gosh. so it's Halloween this weekend. I got a picture today. Oh, gosh. From a couple different sources. <laughs> Um, and we may have to put this out for Garrett's sake. We might have to put it on Instagram. So I don't think it was for Halloween. Maybe it was, but it was like it a was powder, for puff the powder puff game. Powder puff football game. And my junior year. Of high he school. was dressed in a full-on cheerleading outfit. Oh, and I'm telling you what. That's good. That we, it, he worked it. I'm just saying. We he worked need this it. to resurface. Yeah, we're ASAP. gonna we're gonna put it out there. It's on Facebook. I know it's circulating. That's it's almost you, as bad as the. Uh, what was your nickname? Poo poo. Princess Pepe. Princess. Princess Poo. <laughs> no, Princess Poo Poo, wasn't it? Well, it, that was what it originated, and then it became Princess Pepe as the short. Oh, I didn't hear that. Poo That's not that if much. If you haven't listened to that episode, I don't remember what episode That's, it was it's in. It's been two or but. three weeks ago, I guess, yeah. But so, speaking of Halloween, I just thought like he was dressed up as a cheerleader. And I'm telling you, yeah. not a male cheerleader. He was like the skirt oh. and like, you know. The whole nine yards. So we're gonna get that out. It was out. the powder puff game. We were yeah, switching. It doesn't the girls matter. were playing. We were cheering. You gotta delete proof of yeah, that. Yeah, so, it's all okay. Um, I've deleted proof of it something I did for it was for a fundraiser and well, I still did no proof because because it would have reflected poorly on any interviews I would ever have. <laughs> the image resurfaced from someone else's account yeah. and I guess on Facebook think, you can get tagged. I think Garrett's it. wife Isabella shared it on Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. Because um, <laughs> she sent it. Well, she sent it to me as well as yeah, the group text. She so, found it. Okay, she needs to share or it. someone shared it. Someone so, from my church shared it to us. Okay, so so <laughs> what we're going to do, we're going to figure out how... I'm going to go share it. I'm going to find it, and so you can go to my Facebook, Micah Hescock, <laughs> find it, Poor share it. That way you can see it, because hey, here's the thing. If you're going to let stuff be out there... It's gonna be seen, you know. Stuff's not deleted forever. Yeah, what you put, so. I just remember whatever you put on social media, it's gonna resurface ten years yeah. later. So, what's the craziest thing you've ever worn for Halloween? That leads me to that the question. The craziest thing. Well, like, or your favorite, one of the two. Man, I Your, love to dress uh, up for Halloween. Cheerleading outfit. Is <laughs> I actually haven't done a lot of dressing up. To I haven't be either. Uh, like this year, I want to dress up like I'm going to a Halloween party this weekend, and. I don't have any. You gonna be social distancing? Uh, no, it's my family. So. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But um. Yeah, I don't have a costume. I don't know. I, I, my mom sent me a picture yesterday, uh, or my dad did on our family Snapchat, and I was dressed up as Zorro. Oh, uh, I was snap. a huge That's Zorro a good fan, one. which is weird because I never watched the movie. Really? That's yeah, a I don't, good movie. 
Maybe I did. I don't remember ever watching it. But yeah, I, for some reason, I was a big out of the mountain fan in like yeah. fourth grade or something. Yeah, that's but, um, that's a good one. Garrett, what about you? You got anything? My favorite costume that I dressed up yeah. as. I used to dress up as Batman. Yeah. And, well, uh, there was, and you I never probably really, did a pretty good Batman. You probably well, acted just like him. I never really dressed up for a costume party. I just kind of like dressing up as Batman at home. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> there was one time my... Another uh, Garrett moment there, there was, for you on the podcast. It'll be good when you're living there. was there. one time whenever... <laughs> uh, Whenever I was little, I was, I think I was seven or eight and it was April Fool's Day and I didn't realize it was April Fool's Day and mom and the rest of my entire family came up to me and said, Garrett, hurry, hurry, Batman's outside waiting, wanting to see you. And I said, hold up. And I ran and put on my Batman costume as quick as I could so I could show them that I was a huge fan. And then I ran out onto the front porch and they all said, April Fool's. And I cried for like three hours yeah. afterwards. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a, that's, it was a uh, well, that- moment. That is a heck like of a you, story. I feel like you got a good one. I don't. I never really dress up. I'm just curious. What, I mean, the Dang. cheerleading outfit really yeah. just made me think Garrett was, Dang. you know. We're had, pretty lame then. I did. Uh, I usually, my go-to is Paul Bunyan. Uh, and that's because I, I just wear my normal clothes. I just wear like <laughs> jeans and a flannel and, and then, you know, <laughs> suspenders. Good. So Drag an axe behind you. Yeah, you know, and have a, what are the, does he have a bull? That he, the, yeah. Is um, a bull? I don't have a bull though. I so. can't remember the bull's name. Yeah. Blue. One year we. Blue, yep. Blue, yeah. yeah. So one year we did it, one for students. We did a hayride bonfire and it was like, wear your costumes. It wasn't a bull, it was an ox as well. And I don't really think, yeah, that's right. I don't really think I advertised or it Babe well. the Blue Ox was what it was. Babe, right? babe the Blue Ox. Is that I don't know. Or is it, but. I felt bad because I kind of dressed like Paul Bunny and I was kind of a normal self. And Jenny had like a pirate outfit and we were the only two in costume. But like for me, it was like not yeah. weird because I was just wearing like clothes. <laughs> and I felt her. bad for her because she was uh-huh. like clearly like the only person. Yeah. <laughs> I was me like, sorry. My wife dressed up as pirates last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big dress up guy. I love so. Man, we are so I just don't like to pay for costumes. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, welcome to the Hump Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, we're only like six and a half, seven minutes in. That's all right. Yeah, today we're it. talking about theophanies and uh, Garrett was going to explain to us the where it originated from, right? And then we Go just went it. off on a okay. tangent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the word theophany comes from it's a Greek word that contains two parts. The first word theos is means God, and but phino, there's no s in theophany. Wow. Okay. But but theos is the, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <go ahead. laughs> I can go into the semantics of, of how it works, but Please I'm not do. going to. That's for the Garrett podcast we'll put out. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that. Theos um, is the nominate, nominative singular version of the word thea for God, and phino is, is the word for appear. So when you put those two together, it, it just means appearance of God. So a theophany is the appearance of God, and, oh. and generally... Theophanies occur in, in in biblical theophanies. They occur in three different ways. There's either a mosaic theophany, which is all throughout the Exodus and Deuteronomy and Numbers account, God appears to to, to Moses, mm. and so there's a lot of theophanies with Moses. So he has his really he has his own type of theophany because um, Moses witnessed God a lot more. And then there's judgment theophanies, which is where God comes in in a special way to show that He's sovereign. Mm-hmm. That he pronounces judgment, and this is kind of the theophany that we think of a lot in in literarily, meaning like in the Book of Job, in the Psalms, in the Prophets. These are theophanies where God is revealed literarily, not literally. So a literal theophany mm-hmm. is one where historically, it the text tells us that God appeared, mm-hmm. and that happens with Moses in the burning <clears throat> bush when he when God. Be- comes into the burning bush to show that he's there. Um, when when he presents himself in front of Moses or is back to Moses, th- those are literal theophanies. Judgment theophanies are generally literarily literary theophanies, where um, you know the text shows God's appearance in a mighty way, even though it's not necessarily literal. Yeah. And then there's covenant theophanies, which is one that. Um, uh, Christians wearing a T-shirt for today, yeah. <laughs> um, a theophany that has to do with the covenant between God and Abraham or God and Israel, and and God reveals Himself through the covenant or in reference to the covenant. That that's um, that's a covenant theophany, and so we have all three of these different types of theophanies in the Old Testament, and then. The ultimate theophany is the theophany of the New Testament, which is Jesus, who fulfills all these other three types of theophanies. You know, we see him in the Mosaic theophany, it's, um, where he is—he uh, shows him 
um, in John 14, 9, um, those who saw, he says that those who see the face of Jesus see the face of the Father. Mm. And so that's reference to Moses, um, where um, Moses asked to see God's glory. Jesus is saying, if you see me, you see God. So he's the, the fulfillment of the Mosaic theophany. He's the fulfillment of the judgment theophany, where he says that he's... The, the he declares judgment on those who reject him. So that's mm-hmm. John three eighteen. So he's kind of in charge of the judgment. Um, so he's the ultimate fulfillment of the judgment style of theophany. And he's also the ultimate covenant theophany because um, as Jesus or Jesus as God ushers the final covenant through his blood. So yeah. the the covenant between Israel and God is fulfilled in the blood of Jesus. So he is the, he shows the Mosaic theophany. And that he reveals God in a way mm-hmm. that God couldn't see, or Moses couldn't see God. He shows judgment, theophany, because he's the ultimate judge, or he he's the one through whom the Father judges all of humanity. And then he's the ultimate covenant theology, theophany, because his blood is the blood that fulfills the covenant um, fully. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of your overview of theophanies. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm so confused. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what is this? Yeah, theophanies are, are are super cool. And you mentioned the the burning bush one. That's kind of one of the, um, I'm not going to say like it's the epitomized version of theophanies, but it's one of the That's more popular cool event and too. well-known is, yeah. theophanies. And yeah. I, the, I, I had to read actually Exodus. I have to read Exodus this week for my class. Uh, in I Old Testament I was in class, college. <laughs> right? The good old days. <laughs> and so th- this this week is the Exodus in Leviticus. So I, I get to look Whew, forward to good Leviticus. Luck, man. But, um, you know, I got to read, of course, the burning bush, but then also God's appearance on Mount Sinai mm. uh, to the people as, as he came down. And, and, you know, there was he came down as fire and there's smoke around the mountain and there's yeah. thunder and lightning. And there's different ways that God appears. And sorry, I had to step out real quick for a phone call, but... <laughs> um, I don't think you mentioned this, but there's basically two ways that I see theophanies um, broken down is uh, how they appear is one, a theophany, the the appearance of God could be in the form of a man yeah, um, or some kind of human form or not human form is kind of what I break it down into. Uh, well, you and, know, like the, the cloud and the, Exactly. Pillar of fire that, that yeah. leads the Israelites. The, the, the point of theophany is manifestation, whether yeah. it's manifestation through human through a human or manifestation through nature God. or something. Yeah, nature. Yeah. So exactly, either way, yeah. it's God being seen, even though he's unseeable. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I put them down in those two categories is the way I see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, if, it, if it's it, – when we look at um, – if it comes in the appearance of man, that's called a Christophany, mm-hmm. a Christophany. Uh, and it's kind of a, a a showing of the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, so, so I think it's cool to look in, in the Old Testament when you do see that. Which is a uh, this is a whole Christological question, but oh, yeah. is it possible to have a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, or was Jesus always incarnate? That's something that that's uh, true. Yeah, that's that's, that, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> there's um, a church father named Athanasius who wrote um, this whole big thing called on the incarnate Word. And he addresses that question. Yeah. That's too. What I always anyway, wanted to. Anyway, that's yeah. a whole side. <laughs> that is, but that that's would a good be, thing. That's Christology. But. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys can do that on the Garrett and Christian podcast. Um, yeah, you know, I can spell Christ, so that's a good thing. I still don't know how to read, but I, I had to write a paper two semesters ago in one of my theology classes entitled um, "The Eternally." Oh, wait a minute, what was it? The Eternally Generate Word of God was the mm. title of it. Um, how Jesus is fully incarnate, but he's eternally coming as the incarnation, that he wasn't just at one point in time incarnate. He's always been incarnate. Yeah. He just eternally generates it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's Maybe always incarnate, but not always seen. Yeah, that would be kind of a, a way to, to understand it. Because if you say that Jesus became incarnate at one time, well, that diminishes his sonship, because it says, well, right. then Jesus hasn't always been the son. But no, he's eternally generating mean he's eternally coming from the father as incarnate he's just seen like you yeah. said so so you're telling me point. jesus is important is that what you're saying yeah, somewhat yeah, okay you know, so kind very of. so <laughs> even in the old testament yeah. yeah and everything yeah that's what i always tell students everything points to jesus exactly yeah. and that's what even like you said or as a reflection of jesus you talked about christophanies but really theophanies in any way are um they they point to christ right yeah. um because they point to 
the manifestation. Because Christ is God. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, because Christ so. is God, and Christ reveals God. Yeah, right. So yeah. if there's a theophany, if there's a revelation or a manifestation of God, it's has to be Ooh, some way right. connected Ooh. to Christ because we he a, is that. Are we a theophany because we have the Spirit? Mm, good question. Ooh. Oh, snap. Should, should we save that for the end? Ooh. Can we get a <laughs> drop there? Can I? Is that our title? Did we just get our title right there? Hey, that um, could be it. <laughs> we have to save that one. So, so forever we'll know. Michael, so, at least kind of thing. I think is it is it next sun next next Thursday? We I made this. Um, yeah, I'll still be living for, with you next Thursday for yeah. everyone that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, Micah and his wife are about to live with yeah, me and my about wife. About to be homeless for like a week or two. <laughs> Micah's had a hard time. Yeah, it's uh, been a rough uh, <laughs> getting everything for this new house. Yeah. Um, I wish I could say him and Garrett are roommates <laughs> once again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, back to back to throwbacks. Can college. I spend the night? I'm yeah, yeah. Have a whole sleep. Over. cancel this contract and uh, go build beside you because I mean it seems like that's inevitable yeah I mean geez. Uh, but we so we we came up with the schedule for this new series we're calling this series well I called the series so are you uh, dodging overlooked, my question because you don't know the answer what no I'm coming into it oh, okay that's what Fair I'm, that's why I'm talking yeah, he, about the scheduling gotta, you know like politicians um, you gotta build oh, up the I got you, I got you. <laughs> they give the preface yeah here's the preface so right, the, this new series we're doing on theology is called overlooked because it's basically things that on our faith that are essential to our faith but we kind of overlook or don't study as much as we should or so we they, we shy away because we, we're yeah. afraid that we don't know enough about or it because we think you know there's too diff they're too difficult I don't really want to think too many different yeah. things yeah yeah so last week we did the Trinity which I think is we the did? most important doctrine. Two weeks ago we did the Trinity, which I think is the most important doctrine. Um, it's the most essential doctrine for sure. This week we're doing Theophany. Next week we're doing what's called the Imago Dei, which is... Imago That sounds like a country in Central America <laughs> that you would vacation <laughs> it's, at. It's Latin We're going for... to the Imago Dei this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's got crystal, crystal clear water and white you know, You know why it sounds like that? Because South America is a Latin based country and well, Imago I mean, Day yeah, is just, Latin for no, image of God. So it makes sense. Like I said, <laughs> it, it sounds like a Central American country. <laughs> but, well, the reason I bring it's up right Imago Day, Dominican Republic. The reason I bring up Imago Day is what we're going to see is that humanity is the image of God. And yeah. because we're the image of God, you could say we are a theophany of God. We're and we've got the spirit within us and now. When, and yeah, and the spirit have, is a theophany of yeah, God as well because exactly. it it's like Jesus in the sense so that you see I, Jesus, you see God. Yeah, I would say to answer your question and and saying all that I think we're miniature theophanies, especially for those of us that have the spirit within mm. us. We're miniature theophanies. Christian, man, you're a good-looking theophany. <laughs> I wouldn't say good-looking, but <laughs> well, I mean, you know, theophanies yeah, are all good-looking. I mean, you think about it. You know, if a theophany is the appearance of, of God, I think you know through the Holy Spirit within inside of us, yeah, uh, and even the things we do show the character of God. Uh, you know, for example, like if we go out and we truly love somebody the way Christ loves somebody. People are going to see God through that. Not that they're looking. Not that we're gods at all. By no means we're not. But they're going to see some of the characteristics of God mm-hmm. and through I think, a Christian's lifestyle. I think we're Garrett will uh, fact check me on this, and you can too, Christian. Obviously, I um, can't. I don't. Jesus, when he, I'm paraphrasing, so he talks about how we're going to receive the Spirit, and he talks about greater things than even what he's done. We yeah. will do through the Spirit. So I mean, it shows the power of the Spirit. This is not yeah. something that. Like I think a couple weeks ago, I was relating it to our conscience, and it's so much more than what we would describe our conscience as. Oh like, yeah, um, the Holy Spirit gives us the power of God within yeah. us, um, and it's such a huge manifestation of God. And I think sometimes we, be- I don't think we diminish. intentionally, yeah, diminish it. We don't intentionally do it, but we often look at Jesus like, well, he was fully God, so of course he could. You know, it's like, yeah, but you have God within you, like yeah. literally within you. And that's the important part. Which about, is what the Old Testament did right. not have except for moments where yeah. we see God says, it says God laid <laughs> yeah. his spirit on them. And that's an important part about theophanies and, and why even in the Old Testament, you know, sometimes in the Old Testament people think, you know, God is such a distant God. He, he's not there with mm. people. But but in reality, the theophany shows that God is with us. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's so important for theophanies even in today is, is to know that uh, God chose to show himself and he chose to appear to his people to show that he was with them. Uh, and in the same way, you know, we have the Holy Spirit today. We know today that God is with us. Yeah. Uh, and that's very important for us to know at all times. Especially because God is eternal and we're not, well, well I mean, we will be with him, but I mean, as human, like our human bodies are not eternal. So, um, you know, you look at like Google Maps and if you imagine like you zoom in on your house and as you zoom out, 
you keep zooming out, you get the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like Christian was saying, we, we kind of say like, well, is God really present? And it's because we're only thinking in that one moment of our time where we may not feel like he's present. He is, but we may not feel like that. We zoom out big picture. You look at like the life of Gideon. He's like, well, how come you know you freed people from Egypt? How come you didn't free How come you're not freeing us from the Midianites? But what Gideon's not realizing is God's plan is for the Israelite people for all, you know, from Egypt to promised land. Mm. And so this is one moment where God has yet to free them from the Midianites, but he's going to. And Gideon is just seeing this one moment in time where he's like, well, how come we're not freed right now? And God's like, just, we're getting there. You know, we got to see things from God, the big picture, as opposed to in his eternal redemption through Jesus, as opposed to the second we're in. Uh, and it's hard for us to do that. I mean, it's difficult to well, do. Well, and, and that kind of leads us to a major aspect of theophanies that we are uncomfortable with, and that's a judgment. That, mm. you know, a mm. major point of God revealing himself is to say that I'm sovereign, that I'm in charge, that even though there's aspects of humanity, there's aspects of creation that is contrary to how I designed it, I'm still going to be in charge of it. And a lot of times, when we come to the points in Scripture that talk about judgment, that talk about, you know, God vindicating um, himself, uh, we get uncomfortable. We don't like to think about God, you know, bringing judgment down. But that's kind of, that's what a theophany is. Yeah. Um, And that's, (laughs) frankly, why Jesus came, because he came to to bring, to usher in the beginning of God's ultimate judgment. Um, and so, like, even in the in the burning bush, you, you see that God appears to Moses through this bush that is burning, but that yet is not flames, being consumed. But not being consumed. Yeah. And so the so point, crazy. yeah, the, but anytime you see fire in Scripture, the first thought that you should go through in your head is, De- is this referen- referencing judgment. And, you know, we, we look at the Revelation account and, and, and apocalyptic literature within the book, or within the Bible, and we just automatically assume that, that hell is nothing but fire. Yeah. But the main point of, of fire and, and sulfur and, and, you know, those cataclysmic events that involve fire within Scripture is to show judgment, that yeah. God is, is kind of ushering in his ultimate proclamation right. of control yeah. through this judgment. And, and you see that in Moses. It's referenced there in, his, in this mosaic theophany. It's also referenced in, in um, another theophany found in Psalms. Um, in, in Psalm 18, this is, Psalm 18 is, is a psalm that really is a, it's a very profound literary theophany, meaning it's describing God in theophanic terms, yeah. but not literal, like mm-hmm. in a literal occurrence. Um, and one of the things in, in verse 7, uh, this is Psalm 18, verse 7, it says, Then the earth shook and quaked, the foundations of the mountains trembled, they shook because he burned with anger, smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth, coals were set ablaze by it, he bent the heavens and came di- he bent the heavens and came down total darkness beneath his feet he rode on a cherub and flew soaring on wings of the wind and, and it goes on and on and on and the point of this is saying you know this psalm is about it connects to david praying for deliverance and then it talks about god coming down in this yeah. mighty way in this mighty way that talks about judgment but not in the sense of i hate everyone i'm throwing you all to hell it's yeah. saying it's time for me to come and reveal myself, to reveal that I'm in control, and I'm going to do that by showing that I'm the ultimate judge, that I'm the ultimate decider on what happens to this creation that I put into motion. And so a lot of times we read judgment oracles or judgment um, literature within the Bible, and we get frustrated or confused or angry. How can a loving God bring judgment? But the point of, of all that is to say, you know, God loves us. God cares for us. God, God is wanting to redeem His creation, mm-hmm. but He's the ultimate judge over it. He's the ultimate yeah. sovereign figure over and, it. And we said it a few weeks ago, but you can't have mercy unless there's judgment. Like, you, in order to have one, you have to have the other because one without the other is just normal. Like, it's mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have, if there's no judgment. The mercy's not really a thing. You just have just right. whatever. 
And if there's no judgment, then, you know, vice versa. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think God has to be, if God is in all, through all, and is all, he has to be both of those things. He has to be judging and merciful. And he sent his biggest sign of mercy was sending Jesus. Um, his, his biggest show of mercy, the greatest mercy we'll ever see, and the greatest act of love we'll ever see is Jesus literally dying on the cross, blameless, and taking on all of our sin so mm-hmm. that we don't have to die the death he did. The great theophany. Um, exactly, the great theophany. And, uh, and and so, of course, like Garrett's saying, you've got the judgment and, and the, the, the mercy, and, and so we've got all these different theophanies. And again, it just, I think what we need to take, and, and kind of my hope for this podcast is that we give you information, we we give you scripture, and again, this isn't us like our own just like opinion and like we try to give you scripture and then you'll take it and you'll learn and read more about it. Like oh, yeah. that's what we want is for you to to hear something that maybe you go and, and honestly, maybe to the point where you're like, I don't know if I even agree with that. Let me read more into that. That'd be great. We'd love for you to get grow de- uh, to grow deeper into scripture. Um, but we want to just give you more. And when we read scripture, we want to reveal more of who God is to ourselves. We want to know him more intimately and more, more deeply. And that's why he gave us theophany so we can see, an image or a, a presence of God through nature or mm-hmm. through through uh, a human. Yeah, like there, a are, there are three ultimate things that we're to gain from theophanies. One is the picture and the emphasis that even though God is far beyond us, mm. he is with us and he desires to be with us. And the second part is that God is indeed holy, awesome, majestic, powerful, beyond us. Um, Isaiah says that God is high and lofty meaning he is above us and then more. He's so far out of our realm of existence that we can't yeah. understand him. And then lastly, it's to show that he condescends to us, meaning even though he is that, he still desires to come to us in our weakness. He come. knows that we can't come to him, so he comes to us in our weakness. So those are the three things that Theophany shows. Comes down us. to us peasants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is good because it gives us proof of God. Yeah. yeah. You know, it shows us, you know, like, that because we can't see God actually like see him we can see him through his appearance to us through these whether it's through fire whether it's through the smoke that he came through in the old testament or whether it's through jesus christ he always appeared to his uh, he always appears to his children to show the evidence of who he is i think one one of the in the new testament you know jesus is the ultimate theophany his entire life Mm -hmm. is a theophany but within the life of jesus is another theophany called the transfiguration um and so in mark chapter 9 um, we see that Jesus is with his disciples, and he takes his three kind of big, the big three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he leads them up onto this high mountain, and it says he was transfigured in front of them, and his clothes became dazzling, extremely, extremely white as no launderer on earth could whiten them. And then it says Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And this is what I find really, really cool it says, Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And and it says, because he did not know what to say since they were terrified. And, and you know, this is the turning point of Peter's realization of who Jesus is. He says here, Rabbi, meaning teacher. He addresses Jesus as a teacher. And from here on out, you know, he's going to see Jesus as more than just a teacher. Up to this point, he set Jesus on par with Moses and Elijah, that he, you know, Jesus is just, you know, a man, a prophet, someone who is set apart by God, given to us, to humanity, so we can see God more clearly, and he's saying, you know, you're just as great as Moses and Elijah, let's set up tents for all three of you on top of this mountain to to show how great you are. And then it says, a cloud appeared, overshadowing them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And then suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, except Jesus. And and so this the entire point of this this narrative, this transfiguration is to show that what took place here sets Jesus apart from everything else. And that's what a th- theophany is. It sets God apart from creation and raises him up while bringing him down at creation at the same time. And so Jesus came down to earth. He is a theophany in that sense but he's more awesome and greater than anything else in creation. And so that's, you know, that's what the power of the transfiguration reveals to us. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's y'all's favorite theophany? Hmm. Old Testament. Hmm. What's your favorite, um, 
Favorite moment when God appears? I, I think uh, probably for me, like, the burning bush is pretty dope. That I will say that. Dope, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, pretty I'm going to awesome. go with Jacob. I'll, I'll take Jacob from you. Dang, I wanted uh, that one. But you read I'm it. I wore his T-shirt. You just take it, bro. <laughs> go. It's, it, it's my favorite. It could be your favorite, too. Okay, we can share. Uh, you can go ahead and you can talk about it, though. My, well, I, I mean, relinquish that. You, you no, 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 no. Well, let's ask Garrett what he is yeah, well, in case yeah. it's a three-way tie. Uh, my, my favorite is Exodus 33, 21 through 23, when God passed by Moses. Um, um, so, so what happens here is Moses I guess that the Elijah one God's would face. be a good one, too, then, huh? What? The Elijah would be oh, a, yeah. an Elijah on, theophany would be good, too. Chapter that 19, awesome, yeah. are you talking yeah, about? I don't know. In, and when he yeah, appears in the whisper. Yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a really powerful one. I, that's my favorite passage in all of Scripture. But in, so that in, would be your th- favorite theophany, then? Favorite passage, favorite theophany. Nah, I mean, it would have know. to be, right? Maybe. <laughs> There's just so oh, many wow. cool things You're in gonna Scripture. You're going to go with that? <laughs> wow. We but can't trust I like My favorite is John 3.16, just saying. Because Moses hadn't but ever witnessed God you know he he had been in God's presence but he had never actually seen God and so um in in 33:15 it says if your presence presence does not go Moses responded to him don't make us go up from here how will it will be known that I and your people have found favor with you unless you go with us I and your people will be distinguished by this from all the other peoples on the earth so there's Moses saying you know you are what sets us apart without you we're nothing yeah. And then it says, The Lord said to Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked, for you have found favor with me, and I, and, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Please let me see your glory. He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim the name the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have, have, have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he added, You can't see my face, for humans cannot see me and live. Which is just crazy. You know? But God doesn't have a face, God. so what... what? Of God, where we, can we not see? What, what makes you say God doesn't have a face? I mean, is God human? Spirit. But, you know, we're made in the image of God, so he's not yeah. human, but... I think it goes past understanding he uses... I feel like he uses... That's what I'm saying. It's an anthropomorphism, but yeah. like... Yeah. So what I'm what I'm insinuating is God is saying, you can't see who I truly am. Yeah. So, and then he says it shows him his back. Yeah. So, like, what so does he, he show? What, I guess what I'm him. saying is if, if it is... And, metaphorical you know like an analogy yeah, if, it, if he's not talking about really his actual face but his true nature how i mean that's crazy i yeah. mean i'm really we don't yeah, have he's only able to see part of that's God what i'm saying yeah. yeah and so what happens then is he says <laughs> he tells moses here's a place near me you are to stand on the rock and when my my glory passes by i'll put you in the crevice of the rock so he had like a little tiny peephole that he could see god as he passed by and he could only see his back and I'll cover you with my hand until I have passed by, and then I'll take my hand away, and you'll see my back, but my face will never be seen. And then what we end up seeing is God spends, or Moses spends all this time, this is on Mount Sinai, and he's getting the Ten Commandments from Moses or from God. And as he comes down from Mount Sinai, after witnessing God's glory and everything, it says that he, um, he did not realize the skin on his face shown as a result of his speaking with the Lord. And when Aaron and the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face shone, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community returned to him. And Moses spoke to them. And afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he commanded them to do everything the Lord said. When Moses had finished speaking, he put a veil over his face because people couldn't stand to see Moses yeah. because he was a reflection he went of nuclear. God. That, that is pretty amazing. <laughs> he went crazy. Nuclear. I mean, just how great God is that even in oh. just a little bitty crack, <laughs> that he got to see of God, it was still enough to. I mean, his face shone so bright that people couldn't even look at him almost. Ugh. Uh, Which leads into, like you're saying, the transfiguration and being a white that no exactly. longer can make. Yeah. yeah. So that that, that he was just so, so crazy, beyond man. comprehension that it affected our the physical. Re- yeah. It really makes you think about, you know, when we die and we get to see God. Mm. Well, and here's the thing I, I talked about this in my last sermon. This past Sunday, we, we finished out the book of Revelation in my, my Sunday sermon series. And I, I talked about a lot of times at the end of the book of Revelation where it says, you know, those who aren't in the book Amen. of life are going oh, to be... Sorry. <laughs> those who aren't in the book of, of life are going to be thrown into the sea and will be no more. Um, they're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. And everyone, you read that a lot of times, Christians even, will read that and say, well, man, God just 
you know, this isn't the God of love. How is he just throwing people in the lake of fire? I, mean, I see it as mercy because if you don't have the spirit of God within you, if you don't have the spirit of Christ within you, if you haven't accepted that into you, you don't have the capability of witnessing God for all of eternity. Yeah. That would be like me telling mm. telling someone who had never ran a single step in their entire life to go out and run a marathon without stopping. It's not capable for someone who has never had the spirit of God within them to be in God's presence for all of eternity. God's being merciful right. by saying, you know, I'm just going to cause you to cease to exist instead of exist in an eternity with nothing but my glory. Because it just, it, you're not capable of doing that. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say your favorite? I, it was Jacob, but I'm letting you oh, go. Oh, you can that. explain why. No, you got it. Yeah. I I just right, I the, love touches Jacob. the now hip. One, and it I love that, that passage that Garrett talked about. I love that passage of uh, you know just the glory of God and just how amazing it is. But I really like the story of Jacob. It's because maybe it's because it's not as it might not seem as miraculous as what happened to Moses. You know, it's. Mm. Moses didn't even, I mean, he could barely even glance at God. And I, and I really like the story of Jacob because he actually gets to wrestle um, with God. Yeah. And I just think, you know, as a guy, I just think that's awesome. Uh, you know, just, just wrestling, like, I think, like, what did it look like? Were punches thrown? Sweating on each other. And, like, grabs <laughs> like, a chair. And yeah, all. like, did he have him in a headlock? Oh, from the top ropes. <laughs> you know, I just think about what that looked like. And I think the cool part is, is that God allowed Jacob to wrestle with him. So it's not like... It's not like Jesus. I'll say Jesus, it's not like God was struggling in this moment. Yeah, uh, he's like, oh man, Jacob, you're Jacob, so you strong. got me in a headlock. Gosh, I shouldn't have made <laughs> you so you know, strong. Think of it, it's like a father that wrestles with a kid. Exactly. And, and, yep. you know. and he's like, oh, you got me. But I yeah, think my dad never had a chance. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not quite like no, I'm just kidding. So I think the best part that shows, you know, he allowed him to wrestle, and I think he allows us to wrestle in our lives mm. uh, with him. But my favorite part is where he just takes his finger. And pushes his head. You know, That's it's like, all right, this was fun and all, but boop. <laughs> I got to get going, Jacob. And his hip is ruined forever. Yeah. It's hip like, replacement, but they don't have hospitals at the time. And mm. uh, I just think it's amazing because you see uh, in that theophany, you know, theophanies, they re- not only do they show God, but they reveal part of his character. Yeah. And, and how he uh, relates to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we see, one, the relationship with God there, how how he has this mercy and he allows Jacob to wrestle with him, but he, you also see the power of God where where, where <laughs> the angel of the Lord just hip. touches him and his hips ruin. And and I, I love what you said, you know. I wish we had the, x-rays of the hip. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just totally looked cracked. like a bag of bones in there, you know. I love what you said, you know, God wants us to wrestle with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, knows, he knows the answer already. He knows that we can't take him on. But he wants us to wrestle yep. with uh, with him. He wants us to kind of come to him and say, you know, I'm struggling with this. God, why would you let this happen? Why, why is this going on? How come I... And, and you wrestle with God. And that's part of him condense, condescending to us. Is he coming down to us graciously, yeah. even though we don't stand a chance of knowing the, right. the amount of stuff he knows or being as powerful as he is. But he does that out of grace because mm-hmm. he knows that when we struggle with him, when we wrestle with him, that's how we grow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's a cool, really cool aspect of the theophany of You're so of smart, Jacob. Christian. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you guys took your, the other two, I'll just take Elijah yeah. and go read Elijah's that. What's it in First good. Kings? or I think it's, it's second, second Kings, Kings 19, I think. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Y'all go check that out. It's good. I can I can give you the paraphrase version or we could read it, but, you know. it's so Micah has the whole thing memorized, but nah, we man. don't have that much time. God appeared in the whisper. And that tells you everything you know about God. It's, not the yeah, earthquake, not the strong wind, not the fire, but the whisper. It's First Kings 19. Yeah. Ooh, you were wrecked, noob. I knew it was wrecked. 19, I just couldn't remember which one Oh, it was. man. No, you, you had the 19, 19 right? 1 through 19. Yeah, go check that out. Read that at home. Like I said, we don't want to give you everything here. You take some home and do do some reading yourself. Yeah. Or really just, cool. I, I would actually encourage anybody listening to go Google, because I've been doing this the past... Google Theophanies? Um, yeah, just Google Theophanies. Mm. Because I actually did not know how many were in the Old Testament. Yeah. Like, I had an idea of some of them, you know, like... And then you'll be reading and be like, wait, like this is a theophany, too. Exactly. And we don't talk about it. And, um, yeah. You know, there's or even, a lot more. Yeah, like, for think. example, as I said, I was reading through Exodus, you know, the, when God led the Israelites by uh, a pillar of fire by night and a cloud yeah. by day, you know, it it was him. It was uh, a theophany of showing God's guidance. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think about stuff like that. Or even as Garrett brought up Psalms 18, like I never would have thought about mm-hmm. looking in Psalms for a theophany. There's yeah. there's a great article on uh, the, gosp- the Gospel Coalition. Um, 
if you just type in the gospelcoalition.org, you'll come up. It's it's like an online. Um, they they're actually a a news like a Christian, not news, but uh, I don't know catalog or they they produce articles monthly. But they have a website called the Gospel Coalition, and there's an article from April thirtieth, two thousand twelve, called "The Ultimate Theophany," written by Justin Holcomb, and it's it's a great article. I'm that's kind of what I've been I've had pulled up, and I've been using parts of it to talk about this. Um, so shout out to him, Justin, whoever you are. I, He's a, found, uh, I found out that you were talking about that when I found it on Google, so yeah. I'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a great um great article. So if you if you kind of want a little bit of deeper insight, I've just kind of paraphrased off of parts of it. Um but it, it, it really talks about kind of how Jesus is the ultimate theophany, that all the other theophanies of the Old Testament point to the ultimate revelation that comes through Jesus, you know. Um so yeah. Hmm. But, um, theophanies are cool because we have this innate desire to see God because yeah. we know that we can't see him. And through a theophany, God graciously, graciously reveals himself to us, even though he's outside of our realm of existence. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the question that I had writ- written for this podcast is, um, why are we so drawn to him? And I think we're drawn to him because we desire to know God. Mm. We desire to see him, even though he's beyond our realm of existence. And the, another question is, do we still see theophanies today? What do you all think? Well, yes. I think we. if yeah. humans are theophanies, then yeah. Because I see you right now. <clears throat> yeah, that. but that's kind of like a minor theophany. But I'm talking like the major mm. theological theophanies that are in Old Testament and shown yeah, through Jesus. I mean, I don't... Depends on your perspective. Is, you know, an act of nature? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Some extreme like, act of nature, like a hurricane or something. Literarily, power. the acts of nature are what show theophanies. Yeah. So. There's one going on right now. Right. And Did and you I, see the video of to... New Orleans? Uh, um, what's that road on uh, New Orleans? The Oh, uh, Bourbon Street. Yes, Bourbon Street. Do you see? There's no. a video of it blacked out because really? of the hurricane, and like someone's just like driving down it, and it just ghost town. It's super wow. crazy. That's creepy. Anyway, continue. Well, I was just saying, I didn't mean to dismiss what you said about you know. I, I think I truly think is I don't know that humans were theophanies before Jesus, but we certainly are now. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't think the spirit we, of, could have been because no, the spirit wasn't within yeah, us. But now yeah. that the spirit's within but, us, but we are. I think moments where in the Old Testament you see God gives someone their spirit. I always think of Samson when he tears right. down the building. He was a theophany in that moment. Yeah, while he God had the spirit. Yeah. yeah, Um But I think we, and we have this because they didn't have the spirit permanently because Jesus hadn't come yet. But we have the spirit permanently now. So yeah, yeah I would think yeah. we well, are. And I think. You know, you mentioned nature. I was, um, and we are theophanies to people who are not followers. We are it. supposed to be the vision of God, so that they yeah, would recognize yeah, exactly. God. Exactly. Which is cool that we're made in the image of God, so that they could, and we reflect Him. See we're supposed God, to. Which we're talking him. about next week, Imago Day. Yeah, right? Imago Day. Uh, yeah. But oh, so I was thinking <laughs> that's Central America. I can't wait to go next year. <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna take a trip down there and podcast so from the beach of Imago Day, <laughs> no. from the hands of the, uh, <laughs> the statue of Jesus. I love it. Yeah, I was thinking Rio de Janeiro. I was driving. Yeah, Rio de this weekend or last weekend. We we're driving to Indianapolis, and Friday night. I don't know if it stormed bad here Friday night. But we were in Campbellsville, and, I mean, this storm came out of nowhere. Uh, and it was one of those, you know, I was driving at a stoplight, and I go to turn in the stoplight, and I see the trees begin to blow, Ooh. and all of a sudden it's just white. Uh, and I can't even see, like, anything. So I'm like, am I in a tornado? I don't know. Was <laughs> but, it lightning? No, floating? it was just it like was just a huge rain. a huge gust of wind and rain came. Holy it was just, like, over the entire car. So I was driving, and I didn't pull over. Um, but Did I it last like driving. five minutes? It lasted like one minute. Yeah, those are the craziest. You know, and, but yeah. I just thought, you know, like in that moment, I thought. Did God just pass by me? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, but I, I could really feel the power of God Did right I, there because it's like, dang, Did I just see God's yeah. ankle? This is crazy. Yeah, I, I think for sure that's anything that I think draws us to the power and the, the majestic nature of God yeah. is or, a theophany for sure. Or we could say this too, like, um, Recently and probably continuously, there's a lot of stories of, especially Muslims, coming to Jesus Christ because, because of they a saw dream. because what they saw a dream. Or they yeah, had a dream. yeah. I've, I read an article and, yeah, on that recently. You no, know, I really think about that. That that God is doing yeah, a work in uh, the Middle East. There, there was something called it's called the 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 Jesus film. 
um, where it's it's he like is. a missionary project. They've made kind of this film to explain who Jesus is to yeah. countries that don't have the Bible. And there, I saw I was reading this article, and and they showed this film to this village that like had no access to technology whatsoever, no access to the Bible at all, never read the Bible, never saw anything within the Bible, and they put this film on halfway through the film. Jesus, like the character that plays Jesus, pops up, and they all started gasping and, and screaming. At it. And they were like, "We just saw this person walk into our village. We just saw him in our dreams." What? Like, in the world? yeah, it gives me chills thinking See, about. Awesome. It. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or have you guys read Insanity of God? I don't know how to read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Garrett, no, you, read, answer time. you need to read. That's one of the best books I've ever read. And if you're listening, I encourage you. Insanity of God. Long story short, it's about a missionary who. Um, goes and interviews other people in other countries that are under great persecution. Mm. And uh, in these interviews, some of them are very dangerous. He interviews some people from uh, somewhere in the Middle East. And one of the stories he tells was this guy came to Jesus by a dream. And basically what it was is is that I I think it was he had told in the dream this man uh, had told him that was Jesus, had told him to go to a bookstore and Mm. get a green book. And, of course, like, why would there be Bibles in the Middle East? Yeah. But for some reason, he goes to this bookstore, and there's a green book, and it's the Bible. Uh, and he ends up getting it and reading it and comes to know Jesus. But it's just crazy, you know, how Jesus can – you know, I believe fully Jesus still appears to oh, people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you can, you know, like Micah said, the spirit within us is a theophany in itself. We we are a picture of Jesus. We are a picture of – of we are a representation of of Jesus, that's what the church is meant to be. We're the extension of Him, so we are a theophany. But yeah, He still manifests Himself to people, in, in other ways, um, in order for the world to know the fullness of Him, and for the fullness of people to be saved that He has desired to be saved. So, Insanity yeah. of God. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, that's all. I have. Good. Yeah, I think you got anything else? No. Nah, you know, if if we wanted to leave with a hum moment on today, we could tie it into Halloween. Talk about. Yeah. I think it's a great because Halloween. Halloween is is it Saturday? Season October thirty first to tomorrow's the third. Yeah, so so we mentioned you know we're not really big on dressing up. I would like to dress up. Costumes are just so expensive uh, at the Halloween stores. You know, like there's Halloween oh. stores. Stop, it. bro! You lied. No, what? <laughs> every eight, all right, Garrett. Every year, wow. There's these huge tents that pop up in these usually bigger cities. What? And it's nothing but costumes, and they're only there for a month. Seriously. <laughs> you need no to idea. go and watch. Maybe we should. What are you doing tonight? Uh, I don't know, man. Who knows? No one knows. What if we. Hey, I got basketball tonight. tonight. Uh, yeah, I got stuff to do. Well, anyways, <laughs> Halloween stores, they got costumes everywhere. Uh, you can. They're pretty expensive, though. So that's why I don't get one. But. Anyway, so Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Anyway. Halloween. How did, it, how did it originate? Yeah, how do you all I'm say sure. it? Halloween or Halloween? Halloween. Halloween. Who says Halloween? I say Halloween. Bro, you. What are. do you? What do you? When you walk out this door, what are you in? A hallway. Oh, a hallway. Hallway. How do you spell hall? It's two L's or one. <laughs> How many L's are in Halloween? Two. Hmm. Well, I rest my case. Move on. <laughs> Hal. Hollow. But how okay. do you say the name H A L? My dad. Hal. Hal. One L. Hal. But Halloween has two L's. But then, what if the L comes later on? And it'll be Hal. So but it doesn't. So Hal Halloween. But, but it doesn't. So So it's Hal and then Loween. Uh, here we go. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I rest my case. I don't think any there's no argument against it, but go ahead. So Halloween um it it originated as a Celtic festival um called uh Samhain. I th- I don't know how to pronounce that. Spell it. And it was hot. It was a festival where they would light bon- bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And then in the eighth century, whenever, you know, pretty much the world had been Christianized by, by the, by the, the church. By all those over little the theophanies state, running yeah, around. Well, <laughs> um, Pope Gregory the third designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints, kind of as a way to, detract from this Celtic festival that had been popularized. And so what happened is the evening before this day was known as All Hallows' Eve, but over time it kind of went back to the Celtic origination where it's about, you know, um, 
having festivals and wearing bonfires to warn off ghosts. And, and so it kind of mixed together All Hallows' Eve where you're worshiping dead saints and warding off ghosts. And it, and it came into this this view of um, having to do with the dead. Um, so just like every every holiday that we have within the Christian calendar in a lot of ways, there used to be some sort of pagan origin to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are y'all going to celebrate this year? Yeah, you know, it just kind of happens. I just either do or I Usually I just spend all of Halloween praying that whole day. Yeah, usually. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Until the (laughs) demons are gone. (laughs) I was never celebrating Halloween. I was going to add on to that, but I chose not to. I've I've dressed up. I I dressed up in a costume party I just did it for the candy. We just run around my neighborhood and get a bunch of I've candy. never gone trick-or-treating in my life. That's oh, sad. Okay. You've missed out. Oh, my sister did gosh. once. One, one t- well, that's true. Did. you got to know where he grew up. I mean, yeah. there, you just you yeah, had I mean, to I drive, have driven drive somewhere. Yeah, but by the time you had driven somewhere, you wouldn't have wanted to do it. Because you would have been 16, 17 years old. I, did, I dressed up and went to like a uh, 4-H costume party once. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun, man. I'll tell you what. Once, once you pray us out of here, Garrett. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Um, well, hey, before Garrett prays, if you're listening right now and you have not, um, yeah, rated us or sub- gave subscribed us, or given us a review or given us a review. Hey, oh, we we're going to be love. on Spotify soon. Also, oh, so anyone that's like, I requested to get on there and yeah. I, don't, I haven't got a response. But I mean, well, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, so also yeah. Spotify coming soon. Well, good, Spotify know. coming soon, but right now on Apple Podcasts, we would love if you We're joining gave Joe us, Rogan. Uh, <laughs> if you, that would be awesome. <laughs> if you gave us a review, uh, it could be something silly. It could be something sweet and warming, uh, but we would love to see those. Uh, it really, if Micah doesn't see the reviews, he begins to cry. Yeah, uh, I actually week. teared up today yeah. until Christian so, said we had a new one. Yeah, and, so we had a new one today. That was good. So if he doesn't have a new one for next week... Just guys, just don't make Micah cry. And yeah. I'm I'm supposed to be doing the intro next week, so it'll be a intro it'll be filled with tears, sobs, yeah. sob story. So please just give a review. <laughs> All right, Garrett, praise out of here. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for the love that you have for us, for the way that that love was expressed through Jesus. And I just pray, God, that for those who are listening that have given their lives to you, that they remember that that they are they are exemplaries of you, that they are now your revelation to a world that you so desperately want to know you. And for those that might be just listening to learn more, I pray that they realize that Jesus was the the manifestation of you, that he died for them so that he can be within them. So God, govern us with your spirit. Um, continue to work within our lives and help us to extend your kingdom throughout all the world. We love you, Lord. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.